Welcome to the Painter Pride Quarterly Slush Pile. We've decided to lift the veil on our editorial process and let you in on how our conversations go when we have work that we deem discussable. Something that stops us in our tracks as we're culling through our our huge slush pile. And this one certainly did, the one we're going to discuss today. But first of all, it's... um, we're kind of giddy this morning, and I don't know why. I know why I am. I have a, a boot that's half attached, and on my way over here, well, look, I'm just saying I, I, I. Kathleen Volkmiller, and where's here? Here is Drexel University, Philadelphia. It's a beautiful, sunny day, um, about 68 or something like that. And um, on my way over here, I was stopped by this gaggle of people, okay? Can I just tell you this before we even do the intros? Like, um... It was a a woman and three men, and none of them were dressed very professionally. They looked more like, I don't know, a suburban crew off for a day of walking around the city or something. I'm not quite sure. And they said, "Uh, could you tell us where the cafeteria is, like the place where people eat? Like she had to define. <laughs> she clarified. She defined Hello, the human. Where is the eating location? Yeah. And do, I, do you know where the eating cafeteria is? As opposed to, wait, it gets weirder. So I go, I go. Well, yes, but uh, it really is only for students because it really is. Like you've just showed Drexel ID. Like my whole everything in me was saying to me, these aren't Drexel people. Mm. Also, why would they be asking me for the eating cafeteria? And strangers in New Right. So I said, oh, there's many. We are not from another planet. <laughs> we are just looking for the place where the food is available to the humans. Well, she also stopped me by saying, do you work here at Trexel? And I said, yes, I teach here at Trexel. And then she asked me the question. And then I said, well, that isn't really for students, but there's many places you can go and get some coffee and food, whatever you want. And I'm going to start telling her. She goes, no, no, no. We want to go to where the students eat. <laughs> Students eat. Well, I'm not sure, you know. And and she said, "Well, they allow us in there. We need to look around." And I said, "I have no idea what you're talking about, but I can only point you that it's over there." And she goes, "Well, do you think they'll let us in? We we're from a business, and we need to represent our business." And we and I was like. Uh, again, I teach here and I have no idea who's running the cafeteria. Like it was the weirdest thing. And the, the, all the men were like letting her speak, but she just kept talking to me. And I kept saying, I don't, what? Uh, were they possibly Russian or North Korean spies? Yeah, I was waiting for some pamphlet to be hoisted upon me. Lyndon LaRouche was right. <laughs> I was they went to, to be... some like hotel ballroom where like someone told them, when you're marketing your food, you go to where the students eat and you don't stop until someone buys your product. <laughs> I, I was waiting for pamphlets. I really was. I thought it would be assaulted. But anyway, um, here we are. Did, and... you, did you ask? Were, were, you at, were you at any point like, what? What is your deal? I I wanted to so badly, but I was already late because the other thing that happened besides my boot flapping in the wind is that I went to get in my office. I wanted to print out the poem for today and I went to get my office and they were doing the um, the cleaning with the special machine. You know what I mean? Make the floor. like Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are hard to use. Have you ever tried to use one of those? Hell no. And I'm proud to I, say I, that I've never tried. They're, they're, 
really like they're it's like it's it is a skill when you see someone managing one of those like that is that is yeah. it's like it's like a potter's wheel it's amazing it, lo- it looks like that and it was all plugged in and there was cords and stuff everywhere and it yeah. like was been way more complicated to get my office so i ran down the hall to the mailroom office which has a computer and i logged in to www.trexel.edu and guess what it said this site cannot be found <laughs> And I tried like six ways to Sunday getting in, and I was like, "This is bonkers." Joe will put it up. I, I'm on looking the for the university for where the students do the learning. <laughs> Can you show me where the students do the learning? Hello, I would internet. like to see it. Internet. Hello. Do you think they will let me in to where the students do the learning? I could not log on to Drexel.edu from a from an office computer, like a hardwired. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so then, then I said, well, Joe will put it up on the big screen for us because Joe's that kind of guy and um, came running over here and was, was stopped by the non-pamphlet bearing dining food people. And, and that's the aliens, the, the group of aliens. I do hope I see them again when I run back across the street for super glue for my boot. <laughs> well, I had a very hard time this morning because I was behind a very, very large gaggle of very slow Spanish tourists going down to the subway. And I just like did my total New Yorker thing and I wove in and out and I just squeezed past them and it paid off because the, the train was there and I actually got on the train. And then like as the train was leaving, I like saw them still just, you know, standing there at the turnstiles being like, what are these? <laughs> what, are, you what think, are these turnstiles? How do you, do you know how to works? use the turnstile? How do you think this works? <laughs> it has a it has a thing. I wonder what you do with that to get in. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. I think they call that beginner's mind in in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> how you say cafeteria? Estoy caminando aquí. I'm walking here. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Estoy caminando it was, aquí. It, it was like being trapped in an, it was like being in an, Al, an Almodovar film, which I was trying to enjoy. I was trying to sort of like just pretend that I was in an Almodovar film, but I wasn't. I wasn't succeeding. Aren't we all ultimately? <laughs> no. Have you seen the new one? No, I haven't. Uh, well, you know how they all used to be about people who were like very, very poor. Now they're all about people who are very, very rich. Like now everyone in, Al- in an Almodovar film has like, they've all, you know, grown up into like incredibly wealthy people who don't have to actually do anything if they don't want to. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Did you want to play a game on today's episode where we don't introduce ourselves and we just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a game? It's a game. It's a game because the listeners have to guess who's speaking. <laughs> oh, I was wondering how you won, but that's that. Now you've clarified. Good. Good. So, all right, I'm I'm taking I'm taking the ball. So, thank you. Um, this is Marion, and Hi. I'm here at, at NYU and Abu Dhabi, and I have my shoes on. <laughs> and sitting right next to me is Hi. I'm Samantha Nupabauer, and I'm here with Marion in Abu Dhabi. Do you have your shoes on? Definitely shoes. Definitely shoes. Very, very sporty shoes. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Jason Schneiderman. I am in um, Tribeca at the Borough of Manhattan Community of College. And Mr. Roger Styles, I just changed into my sparkle um, loafers. 
out of my like train shoes because we have a reading today and I'm really excited about um, our reader. So I'm going to wear my um, sequined uh, loafers. That you are need to take a picture of those if you don't glittered. want to. All right, I'm doing it right now. Did, and I will send you guys. Haven't you seen the uh, Tom Hanks trailer for Mr. Rogers' movie yet? Oh, I really want to see that. Yeah, it, ma- it made me cry seems, in about four seconds. Because <laughs> this will get released the after. Two, the two best people in the world playing. It feels funny playing to say the other that. One. Um, Addison didn't get to say hello. Oh, uh, this is Addison also in Philadelphia in some running shoes that match my San Jose Sharks jacket and themed glasses. Very nice. Um, So uh, I feel really funny saying this aloud because I'm going to a party on Saturday, but then I'm telling myself, Kath, it's okay because this will be released after the party on Saturday. But uh, for the party on Saturday, I am dressing as Disco Mr. Rogers. Nice. <laughs> I'm very I don't excited. Know what that means, but I love it. <laughs> I I love it too. What, what happened was I was just going to be Mr. Rogers, and then somebody reminded me that the theme of the party is Disco of the Damned. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm discofying Mr. Rogers, and I don't. I do feel like I don't want to describe it. I'll uh, I'll take a photo. I'll put a photo yeah, up. Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the touches are amazing. Thank you for. Thank you, Goodwill. Thank you, Goodwill. <laughs> what I've done to make a disco is just redonk. I'm so excited. Yeah. Anybody else dressing up? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. What um, are you going to be, Addison? I'm going to be uh, Squid Vicious. Yeah, you are. Going with Nancy Spungen. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, Nancy what? Spungen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sea sponge. So um, what, is, what, what is the song? Who lives in a dumpster? Oh, God. <laughs> Who dives through the dumpster behind Under the C- right aid. <laughs> That's really good, Joe. Uh, that really funny voice is Joe Zang. Hi, Joe Zang. Hi. Uh, I'm wearing Vans. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my girlfriend and I are both going as Michael Myers to the same party. Nice. Which Michael Myers? Um, Halloween, the original. Not You both Austin are Powers. the same one? No. You're both the same Michael <laughs> yeah, Myers? Yeah, we're both going as Mike Myers <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Different characters. Yeah. We're going as Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> we're both going as the love guru. <laughs> uh, okay. um, I don't know. I was thinking about getting um, Michael and I, I know we're very, very late to this party, but we just got into Harry Potter. And wow. <laughs> Never heard of I that. know. Um, and uh, the robes are like a super easy costume because if you just put on like, the, yeah. if you just buy the Quidditch robe, you're like done. Yeah. It's like one and done. Um, although I also have Lucha Libre masks and I have a singlet. Uh, <laughs> and no, so I may just go with that. But you sort of have to, it has to be the right kind of party to show up in a singlet. That's you, Jason. <laughs> that is you. Yeah. Samantha, I've just sent a photo of Jason's shoes to you. All right. I will I will share this and look at this. All right. All right. Marion. Yes. I'm wondering if we should read the poem. I want to read this poem. So it's by Frank X Christmas. Um, and it, the poem itself is called Coffee Kind uh, I'm gonna start sober. Coffee 
comma ice cream. And what's so funny is I'm tongue tied because I drank too much coffee. It's like seven o'clock at night here. I don't know what I was thinking at like five 30 going, I'll take the extra large grande, extra, extra. So anyway, so Samantha and I are like way jacked up on caffeine Mm -hmm. and giggling. Um, so this poem is called coffee comma ice cream. Sitting here drinking coffee makes me shaky, hasty for the minute and the hour of the day when the three-year-old redhead with the Mona Lisa smile in the picture atop an unadorned table just off to the side of my unmade bed walks in with inscrutable calm, the origins of which disarm me as if the bowl of ice cream she orders with cherries before even taking her seat is the world and all it contains, not to mention the sly and impossible smile in that snapshot next to me here, real as life owing no doubt to the fact my composure is off beam and wooden. For one thing, I'm low on caffeine and as such prone to apparitions and wraiths. Now you see them, now you don't. Addition by subtraction. Thank you. Thank you, coffee ice cream. Um, I have to say, as the person who read the poem, it, it, it both tumbles out of my mouth and pulls me into it simultaneously. And um, that's a, a sort of syntactical magic trick. I don't know how that he achieves that, but I'm, I really admire it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's very, it, it just, it's almost surrealist in the way that the associations shift and you don't really have a clear sense of who's doing who's ordering the bowl of ice cream who's taking the seat who's you know is this is this a picture of someone who's three years old now is it a picture of someone who was three years old a long time ago but now is um an adult a wife a partner a child it's 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 really it's the flux is kind of amazing and and of course we all love coffee amen to that amen to that so the, the, the notion of coffee kind of bringing you into a reverie where everything sort of spins in this kind of like overwhelmingness is perfect. I drank a pot of coffee yesterday in about three hours and I have a very similar feeling like while listening to this. Mm. Um, you were... You're- like, Thoughts just flowing, um, kind of fast. No punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's real? What's not real? Did you have that kind of sensation too? I feel like sometimes, the- yeah. Like if if your head is think if you're thinking too fast and your blood is flowing, just like <laughs> pounding. <laughs> My composure is off-beam and wooden, and as such, prone to aberrations and wraths. I love that ending very much. Well, I think think the end turns it, right, into a kind of ghost story, right? Like, I think that the speaker is confessing to this, this confusion between the image of this redhead in the picture and then this vision or apparition of the redhead entering the room, right? Demanding ice cream 
and then the speaker saying, of course I'm seeing visions because I haven't had enough coffee, right? Um, at least that's the, mm. the like narrative that I get from it. Um, and then I, it points, I kept emphasizing the comma in the title because for some reason it just reminds me of, what is it, Nabokov? Um, in the Nabokov! Year. Nabokov, Nabokov. <laughs> but Sorry. I'm from Jersey. It's Reflex. Nabokov <laughs> in Lolita. There's that moment where um, is it Humbert Humbert who, who asks about his like somebody asked him how his mom is it mom is it his mom died how did your mom die and he says picnic lightning. It's Lolita <laughs> when Lolita's asked um, how her mother died. She says picnic lightning. Uh-huh. That's who it is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I know the, the stakes are certainly not that high, obviously, in this poem, right? But the coffee and the ice cream are like these pivot points, right? From mm-hmm. the, the person in the, you know, in, in, in the our world, so to speak, and then the apparition, right? Both claiming their, their necessities, right? Their pleasures and... Yeah, pleasure is definitely the word I would use for this. And and this idea that like there's a there's a pleasure that's associated with coffee that's a different kind of pleasure that's associated with, associated with ice cream. Um and how I don't know, like you can also think of like this 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 coffee deprived person as like also kind of wanting ice cream if that's like in their apparition but actually what they really need is coffee (laughs) I love it I love this poem (laughs) tell us how you really feel (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny because it does start out with sitting here drinking coffee yeah he's already had plenty I think (laughs) (laughs) The, the thing is is like all the caffeine is He's lost all the heat in his body, and he's probably been up for a long time. <laughs> and so, yeah, these apparitions and wraiths are just natural, like popping out of the side yeah. of his eye or right into the middle of his vision. <laughs> <laughs> and so also, he's sitting on the bed drinking the coffee, right? I am picturing somebody sitting on their bed. So he really is needing the co- more coffee. It, I thought about that, too. He's shaky and also needs more. Right. Andy's I remember son. college, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have that conversation with yourself in your head? I had that this morning. I had such adrenaline rush for everything that I was trying to do. And then I'm walking and I'm thinking, I need my coffee before I go to the podcast. And I was like, no, I had a lot of coffee. I was like, no, I didn't have a lot of coffee. And then I was like, I, I, could I have more coffee? I think I, I think could have I more coffee. Cup, I, yeah. I could have another class. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, use, I use coffee as a kind of, it's like a form of comfort in adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, so I over caffeinate because I'm like, oh, I need my security coffee. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like I need, do you, you know, like the Slap Chef um, what? joke on, on Amy Schumer where it's a weight loss technique where someone just slaps the food out of your hand every time no. you okay. eat. <laughs> like I need slap coffee. Like I need someone to just like smack Oh, Every time I try to drink it. Do you mostly drink iced coffee or are you expecting a lot of burns? Um, I'm expecting a lot of burns. Okay. I, I once the worst thing that ever happened to me was I was at a I was at a writing conference and so I'm I'm the um I was the fellow for, you know, a writer who like I venerate, who I just think is like the most wonderful writer in America. And I'm so proud of getting to be her um, fellow. And I picked up a cup of coffee. And I didn't realize I was picking it up by the lid. And because I was in Ohio, apparently mm. the lids aren't tight. And I literally poured <laughs> an entire cup of coffee over my entire body. <gasps> oh, and I, had to, I actually, I, I went back to my room and changed. Before. I've done that at least and once cried. in my life. And cried? Yeah. Did you go back to your room I, and cry? I laughed. 
I I was just like, oh ho ho, I'm such a klutz, and then I cried later. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. But this poem, um, I love this figure of the little girl who's both oh. in the picture and in the bedroom, and oh my god. Um, and I love the intimacy and I love the familiness of it. And ordinarily, if I didn't know if it was, I think it's a kid um, and not mm-hmm. someone who grew up. Yeah. I, it, you think the person just, is still a child, the three-year-old I do. And I like comes why. in and just wants like some ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love that. Cause I always tried to have ice cream for breakfast when I was a kid. <laughs> and I only ever managed it on Passover. I'm now seeing this as like some... Definitely a feeling of loss that this guy has. Yeah. And he's using that coffee as his adult, uh, his security blanket, knowing that the girl with the ice cream is not going to be coming through the door. Oh. Addison, I'm with you, especially in the last two lines, right? Now you see them, now you don't. Yeah. Apparitions, addition by subtraction. So it's like by the loss of this person the addition is the wraith the addition is the apparition it's like that's that's what you get you gain ghosts Mm -hmm. but that's you know premised on the loss because there's this idea that um as if the bowl of ice cream she orders right is the world and all it contains and like for that moment maybe when you have your ice cream that's true and there's kind of that that mourning loss of innocence you know the you know i I just want the pleasure of losing my innocence uh again but also that's true about coffee in a way and what we're all just talking about like it's it's a comfort it's something to do but like in that moment when you're ordering your coffee like that that's a little bit of a syllabus for your life for a moment. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that <laughs> phrase. And then look at the rest of that line, not to mention the sly and impossible smile in that snapshot. Right. So it goes from the apparition in the room or this person in the room back to the snapshot next to me here, comma, real is life. So that the simile, right. Is that the snapshot is real as life, mm-hmm. but he's just been basically engaging with that apparition. So the sliding back and forth between the photograph and the ghost or the photograph and the real person is it's the velocity is amazing. And I think Jason used the word flux earlier. And I'm like, that's, that's actually the right word for this. I don't know how he does it, but man, is that good. <laughs> um, you guys, are you feeling like the, it's the, the, uh, Jason said he thinks the person's still a child. I don't know if the person, that three-year-old, is gone as in deceased. Mm-hmm. I think it very much could be what Sam just said, like a, like not just not that child anymore, right? Yeah. Could yeah. it be the ghost of the kid that, you know, the child that made that order is now a different person, which is a different kind of loss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm I'm sort of amazed that like like if you told me there's a poem where I'm not sure if it's a a, a child or a lover that would be creepy, but it's not like it, it works really like the possibilities kind of open up. Oh yeah, I don't get any creep factor. Hmm. But I do get like an uns- like that that moment of uncertainty is super pleasurable, right? Like mm-hmm. like the not knowing is actually like. Mm, it's part of maybe what tugs me into the poem. I think the the word disarm, Mm. just like smashing pumpkins reference, like disarm, (laughs) I mean, with a smile, like I think of disarm as like kind of a lover's word. Mm -hmm. Someone disarms you. Um, 
though obviously it has like other context, but that that word for me changes what this relationship could be. Mm-hmm. But I definitely in my head it is like a former child who has now grown up. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I got. Despite all their rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's such an apt word, too, because like, um, you know, a great meal or a, a pleasurable uh, sweet uh, or drink um, really does disarm you and really does become the world for a minute. I mean, I even feel that way, like if I'm planning on a certain meal. So like I it's almost like I've already ate it. Like <laughs> I'm already, already eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Should we vote? I Do you want to keep talking about it? Affogato. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's vote. All right, let's vote. All right. One, two, three, vote. And it's unanimous. I don't think there was much dramatic tension there, but yeah, it's yes and yes and yes and yes and yes. Did I say six yeses? I think so. (laughs) Yay. So thank you so much. Uh, Do you think this name, you guys, do we have another name? Is Is this a pen name? FX Christmas? So I believe his first name is Frank. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he goes by that initial FX, like Frank X Christmas. Okay. Is it like search engine optimization where like <laughs> F period X no space Christmas is like what you search and that's the only thing that comes up is, is him? Uh, Joe is Joe is looking and saying no. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, well, thank you, Frank. I'm going to get familiar with you and call you Frank. Thank you so very much. And um, yeah, we don't we didn't have this. This is all we're talking about today. Other than the fact that I cannot wait to tell everybody um, insider privilege, but it's going to be announced by the time this will be released. Uh, And Samantha, I'm thinking about you so much specifically because you mentioned um, this book once on our podcast. Uh, Philadelphia's one book for this coming year is Tommy Orange's There, There. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's a good choice, Philly. Yeah, I was psyched. My I, favorite fiction book I read last year. Mm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's exciting, and I, I was... Uh, Excited to tell you. I just found out a couple days ago. We always, the Painter Bread Quarterly always does something during the um, one book time, like the period of time that they celebrate it hard. You know, like this, I don't even know. It's like it's about maybe a month of events. And we always have a, a big uh, event, a reading, and sometimes a reading in a slam compounded and that kind of thing. So got the letter from the library the other day. And excited. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is anybody reading anything that they would like to talk about? I just read Fleischman is in Trouble. Oh. Um, it was so good. Um, I like could not put it down. Like I just had to keep going. Um, and it's amazing because it's, it's like this portrait of a divorce. Uh-huh. And you just keep, it was, it was literally like, it was about me. It was just amazing. Like it was, mm. I, I highly recommend Fleischman is in trouble. 
Okay. okay. Nice. I I just finished Anne Petchett's uh, The Dutch House, um, which is great because it's set in Philly and Elkins Park in Jenkintown. Nice. Um, so being in Abu Dhabi and far away from all those places was yeah. it was really exciting to read. Um, but it's a story of two siblings um, and, uh, you know, has it centers on this house, the Dutch house, but something I think is really cool. Uh, I read, um, in an interview, uh, that Pichette didn't want there to be any images of a house on the cover mm. because she said that everyone kind of has this like ideal, beautiful, big house in their head that, you know, would be like this ultimately cool house to live in. And she wanted that to be the Dutch house for everyone. So she actually had a friend um, commission the the cover for her and they illustrated the cover. So, um, so I really like that idea. And because all the streets and areas were, you know, where I grew up, I actually like definitely had a house picked out in Jenkintown. And I was like, no, this is the Dutch house. This is really the Dutch house. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. That's funny. <laughs> Um, so I, I'll add to this too, and I don't want to steal any thunder from Frank um, Christmas because that was a really great poem and a great discussion. But um, I was lucky enough recently to be at a brand new bookstore in Scotland in Edinburgh called Topping and Company, and y'all, it was amazing. It was like three stories and a brand and like a brand new construction inside an older building, so to speak, just floor after floor of books. And they had a great poetry section, and I picked up Jericho Brown's The Tradition. Oh, that's so good. Holy shit! So that good. Was so good. <laughs> it's so so like, good. Holy! Oh, every every page I turned, I wanted to stop people and go read this poem. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe a poet can do that? Read that. It was just That's awesome. yeah, something else, something else. He's he's a national book award finalist. That book is a national book award finalist. It, as it should fucking be. I mean, it's yeah. holy mackerel. <laughs> so yeah, there's so. I I offer that. Well, um, I invite our listeners to tell us what they're reading, tell us how they think we're doing, what we could, should do on the podcast, all of those good things. Um, and I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah? Yeah. Folks? All right. All right. Well, thank you. Woohoo! Read on. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a yes button. I love that. And, and if you touch it, it says yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is that your voice?